Welcome to episode number 74 of Take Him With You for June 27, 2010. Oh, you're going to love today. Today we have a fun visit with a friend, longtime friend named Curtis Klinger. Stick around. Ah, uh, yes, it's going to be a very, very fun day with uh, reminiscing about the old days and talking about some creative things today. If you're a creative person, then you're going to want to listen to this podcast and you're going to ask your friends to listen to it too because they're really going to like it, aren't they, Amy? Yep, they are. It's gonna. We're going to talk about a fun book that I read not that long ago and um, all kinds of stuff. Coming soon to the Martians Are Here podcast, a classic science fiction presentation from British author Mike Featherstone called Pyramid. In the tradition of Niven, Asimov, and Clark, this one is for all true sci-fi fans. Something inside the wall moved with a shocking grinding clunk, but silence and inaction followed. Disappointed, Ellen began to turn away until, with a ponderous grating noise, the door started to slide aside. Smaller than the doorway on the surface, it appeared similar in both shape and thickness, providing access to a space that neither Ellen nor any of her people had really believed existed. Pressing forward for a better view, her quickening analysis was short-lived, however, for through the widening gap visible on the other side of the opening stood a thing. Ellen screamed. Pyramid by Mike Featherstone Produced by Stefan Sauna Coming soon to the Martians Are Here podcast. For more information, visit themartiansarehere.com And I made you suffer through the story in the car with the CD of it all the way up to Bainbridge Island. What'd you think? I thought it was really good. You did an awesome job with the music and the story was very creative. I can't give away too much. You don't want to spoil it. I, I keep on wanting to say things. But you can't. But I get in trouble when I say things. You said, don't give clues. So there we go. I'm not giving any clues. It's just a good story. You'll like it. If you like sci-fi, you'll like it. Yes, Mike Featherstone is a great guy um, from London, and he put together a great story. What? We just usually don't share a microphone, so this is a different experience. We're, we're right next to you. So she wants to kiss me right now. That's what it is. No, I was just we have a friend in the studio, and she just I can't. I just noticed we both had Mexican food for lunch. It's probably not great breath smell. Hey, remember, <laughs> secret to a good marriage. I eat onions, you, you eat, eat onions. onions. That's yes. what we do here. Yes, we both have to eat onions or garlic. Oh, guess what? What? It's time to find out what's going on around our house. All right. Right here on Take It With You. Okay. Well, we've been through the whirlwind week. Yeah, we have. We had a very busy um, weekend a while back now. Mm-hmm. Um, Andrew graduated on Friday. Yes. Then Saturday we had a big graduation party. party. I And all the time I was editing Pyramid, mm-hmm. what we just talked about, the yeah. short story. By the way, you can find that on 
Well, I think I said it in the promo, themartiansarehere.com. Okay, mm-hmm. go ahead. And then um, Sunday we, it was Father's Day. We yes. went to church in Olympia. Thanks, kids, for all my fun mm-hmm. things. And drove three hours to Bainbridge Island. You to... know what my special part of Father's Day was? What? That I got my son to, both my sons in the same car to listen to my music. And you know what was fun? What? All the girls rode in the other car, and I got to have the heat on, and we got to talk about the boys. Hey, well, okay, what is this? <laughs> uh, we In the studio with us today, we have uh, Curtis and Debbie, Kurt and Debbie. I don't know, what do, you, what do, you, what do you like Curtis or Kurt? He's not even going to say. He doesn't mind. Anyway, they're in the studio. They don't have mics in their face yet, but You can uh, but call soon. them anything but late for dinner, Okay, right? uh, here's what I want to know. <laughs> okay. Is it podcasting audience, folks that listen to us? Are you the same way? If you're married, does the one person like it hot in the car and the other person like it cold in the car? Or is that just something with us? Because you would like it like boiling hot where I'm sweating and well, miserable. You, you want it freezing. You and I want like, the air conditioning on. You have it like 30 degrees out. No. Yes. If it was 30 degrees, we'd freeze. I freeze in the car. You don't freeze I in the do. car. I do. Well, you think you do. I do. A lot so, of times I'll take a blanket. Well, listen, so the obvious solution to this is... Bring a blanket and a pillow or bring gloves or whatever and let me have it cold. Now, the obvious solution is the guys went in one car and the <laughs> girls went in the other car. It worked perfectly on the way home. Yeah. yeah. We had three hours of bliss, of warmth. Yeah. For, yeah. So yeah. It, was, it worked well. And we didn't really turn the heat on at all. We just listened to music and stories and stuff and talked and it was a blast. We didn't have, we didn't have the radio on. We just had the heat on and we talked because girls like to talk. Well, we like to talk too. Guys yeah. like to talk. Well, anyway, we got, I got to spend some quality time with my kids. Um, Catherine didn't ride in the car with us because they would have beat her up. So that was okay. She but we did stop at this Chinese restaurant, the Chinese restaurant of mold. Yeah, it was kind of We should yucky. have just turned around. Okay, so we're on our way home from our weekend. And we decide to stop at this place that we had a, a, funny, a very funny memory of. Mm-hmm. Because years ago, years ago, when the kids like were small, then. no, it didn't. We stopped at this Chinese restaurant in Belfair. Mm-hmm. And if they're listening, I'm so sorry, but you have horrible Maybe food. Maybe we shouldn't have said where it was. I don't care. Just don't go to the Chinese restaurant in Belfair. No, don't go there. Yeah. <sighs> anyway. <laughs> Okay, so so we years ago we go to this Chinese restaurant. We get in and we're having our meal when they had great egg rolls and everything. And all of a sudden, the music playing gets stuck, stuck in a loop. So it's like this Chinese Mo- music Mo-ni, over and over the mm-hmm. same. Mo-ni. And I still remember the tune. Mo-ni. And it went over and over and over the entire time we were there. Mm-hmm. By the time we were done, we were ready to throw things at each each other because it was like sublim sublim. It drove sublim. us nuts. That's all Subliminal. I say. There I got and it. And then out. for years afterwards, every time we we'd drove drive by, by restaurant... our whole family at the same uh, uncanny same time would all go, Moni. Yeah. I wonder what that means in Chinese. I really hope don't we're not know. cussing in Chinese. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That'd be bad. Well, anyway, we decide after years, mm-hmm. probably seven years later, we go yeah. back to the same place because we're on our way home from the weekend. We yeah, visited we my hungry. parents and my niece graduated, so we mm-hmm. celebrated there. and We were hungry. So we stop at the place. We open the door, and this huge wave of, of mold smell hits us. Mm-hmm. And I looked at Amy, and Amy looked at me. We didn't say anything. We should have just turned around and went to Burger King. Yeah, or McDonald's. They have a McDonald's. So we go in and we sit down and the floor is kind of squishy and everything just kind of smells funny. And I'm like, oh, no, this could. And we won't even talk about the bathroom. 
Oh, no. I can talk about the bathroom. That no. was disgusting. No. Okay, so we're sitting down. We're sitting down, and we the waitress comes, and she puts our plate or our, our little placemats out, and we're all reading what kind of animal we are. You know the tables were clean. I have to say something nice. The okay, the tables were clean, clean, and they had windows that were clean. We could look outside, mm-hmm. and that's about it. Their tea was good. Their tea was really good. The tea didn't taste moldy. And the window and the tables were clean. By the way, I'm a snake. Yeah, we were reading the Chinese. I'm a stuff. human. Well, sometimes you're a Romulan. I'm not a Romulan. You can't even say, say Romulan. I've had my kids have been Klingon. Sometimes before. you're a Klingon. Yeah, Klingon. Yeah. You can say words in Klingon. Tell me a word in Klingon. I love it when she talks Klingon. I, yeah, I probably can, but come on, come on. But a lot of the, say a Klingon word. A lot of the Klingon on, words they Klingon use word. are cuss words, and yeah, I don't, don't say don't call say cuss you. words. What you're not going to call me a patach. <laughs> That's the word that came in my head. It did. That's just my wife cusses and cling no, on her head. No, it's just because it's one of the only words I know. Okay, come on. Kapla. There you go. There, my wife just said success. <laughs> success. <laughs> Does my daughter know any cling on? No. You do too. What's always best when served live? Gah. Gah! You do know a cling on word. Gok. Gok. Ugh, he's always best when served live. Okay, so the story goes, we're eating in this restaurant. I have to use the restroom. So we go. I go into the back by myself, taking my, my own life in my hands. And I get into the rest. I open the re- First of all, there's no lock on the restroom door. That concerns me. And secondly, I don't know if they've cleaned in there for like months. And you think the smell of mold is bad when you haven't cleaned for a while. This was a bad smell. So I, I didn't try to touch anything Um I just used my elbow on the on yeah. Well, anyway, yeah. anyway, yeah. So we ate our dinner, and the dinner was okay. Got heartburn from the um, the sweet and sour chicken because I think that oil. Was and the old. sweet and sour pork was. I don't know if the pig was actually. I don't know how it old it was. Kind of dried out. Pork. It was. It wasn't great. Yeah. Well, you know, but the tea the chow was mein good. was good, and the chow mein was good, and the tea was good, and the fellowship was good. Yeah, we had a good time talking and everything. And you know, I've been to Mexico, so really, you know, the bathrooms at that restaurant were probably a five compared to the zero in Mexico. Well, baños are a little but, bit to leave. Yeah, they're yeah. yeah. I can't believe we're talking about bathrooms. And now it's time for you rate the banyo. Yeah, we about bathrooms. We probably should move on. Okay, well let's move on. We got in the car and we drove all the way home. We had a great weekend with our kids, and it was nice to spend time with my family. My daughter got me a really cool card, and I read the entire thing, even though she thinks I don't like it. And then my son got me a card. Oh, do I get to do this for you? If you want to. Okay. And this is what the card said. It says, across the centuries and the galaxies, one question has plagued mankind. Don't open it yet. On the Why? front On the front is. Why? No, no. On the front is. Oh, okay. The picture. You yes. The yes. Picture. Because it won't still, make any sense when you open I, the card. I was still reading. If it was a Raggedy Ann and Andy, it I wouldn't was, make any sense if I you open the card. I was still reading, though. Oh, I'm sorry. So it says, Why? And dads have the answer. And it's a picture of Darth Vader with his hand. But where, and where is he? What movie is he in? Is it two? The end of two. Two, Two. yes. The end of two. The end of two, you were right. And um, I think it's right around the time where Luke gets his arm cut off. That's right. And? 
And when he finds out that he's from a redneck family and, and Darth Vader's his uncle and his father. No, he's not both oh, his sorry. uncle and his father. Okay, so... <laughs> yeah. See, I told you I embarrassed him. Okay, so now open the card. Okay. Now I've got to put it up to the mic. Why? Dads have the answer. I don't know if people are going to hear that. Well, here, let me see it. I think I can hear it. I didn't hear the beginning. I do like okay. the breathing, though. That's okay, cool. Okay, I'll try it again. Right no, no, no. Here, let me get it close. That's awesome. So now, Catherine, you feel gypped off here that that. Uh, should should we read Catherine's Father's Day card? It's it's quite long. No, I don't want to read really. the whole. Th- it's just because it's very lengthy. But I did go through the entire thing. Yes, Dad read the whole thing on Father's Day. Morning. It was a lot of fun. Mhm. Mhm. Yeah. So there you so go. So did you have a good Father's? I had a great Father's Day. I like my star generator. It's really cool. Yeah. That's what they got me for my Father's Day gift. It is cool because you see little, um, we'll have to show. Comets and stuff. Kurt and yeah. Debbie. Mm-hmm. You see comets and stuff go. go and Cupid and, and Donner and Blitzen. It's not. It's but not do you recall accurate. the most famous reindeer of all? Yes, I do. But it's not Christmas time, so can we go on? <laughs> okay, anyway. Did you enjoy Father's Day? Yeah. Yeah, it was a lot of driving, but I enjoyed I enjoyed the girls' car. I had fun talking to my daughter-in-law and my daughter. Well, that's good. In the girls' that's car with heat on. Okay, great. That was my favorite any part. T- do we need to talk about anything geeky before we go on? Oh, yes, we do. This is a fantastic thing. Oh, our Being believers. Well, yeah, that so too. Do we need to talk about our anniversary? That wasn't what I was going to talk about. That's not geeky. Our anniversary is not geeky. It is too You geeky. had the eyes of Flamey Amy right there. <laughs> I saw them. Sounded like you were like, our anniversary is no big deal. No, 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 no. 24 no. years. Uh, we can <laughs> okay. get to our anniversary okay, in a moment. Okay, so what was the geeky thing? The geeky thing okay. was somehow on our trip home, my HD flip camera got dunked into a glass of water mm-hmm. and stayed there for quite some time. Because you like to have a glass of ice in the car. Yeah. And well, I put stuff in the ice, not just the ice. I don't just say, hey, look, I've got a glass of ice in my car. You don't. Well, then we have Diet Pepsi in the trunk that you can put in Exactly. The ice. Yeah. Okay. So anyway, the, the HD camera got put in water. Yeah. We only discovered that late that night. Mm-hmm. And I so my and friend said, Buddy, uh... my friend Buddy from the internet suggested mm-hmm. that we put it in a bag of rice overnight. They do that to cell phones too. Yep. And so we did. We took the batteries out, put it in a bag of rice. And today when Kurt and Debbie came... Your keyboard's falling off the side there. Anyway, when they got here, we went ahead and, and uh, Curtis actually filmed me opening the bag of rice. Our, we now affectionately term the HD rice. Mm-hmm. And we actually labeled it for future mishaps. Yeah, and then <laughs> Catherine brought me some batteries and I put them into the HD camera uh-huh. the wrong way. Yes. And so when we pushed the button, nothing happened. And uh, then I did it a second time the, the wrong, wrong way. way. Mm-hmm. And it didn't turn on. And finally, after much looking... Because maybe my eyes needed gla- – I had glasses on. But anyway, we finally figured out where that positive is plus and negative is minus. Yeah. And lo and behold, we hit the button and success. Kapla. Kapla. I, and I, the HD camera is thinking, saved and works. I, I was thinking of the, the geeky show with um, Randall. Fred Randall. Fred Randall. It's called goes, Rocket Man. And he says – it's Sweet what, swirling onion rings. It's what I like to say the right way. Yes. <laughs> yes. Commander, Commander William Overback. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The right way. I'll take a rocket. <laughs> okay. 
I hope he packed his underwear. Oh, yeah, he's packing his underwear, all right. It's <laughs> a great show. It is. I ran, in, I, I ran into, what was his name? Um, oh, who did he run into? Oh, I can't believe it. He says it with this little weird thing at the end. Yeah. You got to watch the movie Rocket Man. That's so random. <laughs> so random. The first one to show inappropriate anger on Mars. <laughs> I'm the first person to walk backwards on Mars. Randall, <laughs> say mommy. Mommy. <laughs> Call me mommy. Mommy. You, okay, you, you got to watch the yes. show. Yes. You know, you know, we've tried looking oh, for that your on DVD. Sweet tangerine Because I think we, we wore it out on um, VHS. VHS. And we tried to look for it on DVD and we haven't found it. I bet they have it now. Okay, we're going to have to we'll get have it. We'll have to look. Yeah, because We need to fabulous. watch that again. Look, it's the Apollo 13 record. You know what? You're talking about geeky things. That's a very geeky thing. That That's is. A nice yeah. geeky movie. We're really rambling now. Okay, so what? So the resurrection you? of the HD camera. Fantastic. Yeah, so we're very happy. Yeah, that was a geeky thing. Okay, now if you'd like to talk about our anniversary and how I cried, you we can. We both cried. Why did we cry? We went and saw Toy Story 3 on our oh, anniversary man. in 3D. Had no idea that it was going to be so touching. You know why it is, though? I know why it is. Because all these years when we watched it with our kids, we became very attached to the characters. Well, you got to remember and Andrew... Yeah, just graduated. Just graduated, and the movie's about... Moving on. Their boy graduating and, and going to college. And, to college and, and so um, our... Don't son, get too much into the plot. And on top of it, mm -hmm. when our boys were little... Yeah. Our Andrew had a cowboy bedroom and he actually has a Woody doll yeah. from the Toy Story. There's a snake in my boot. Mhm. Mm and Nathan had a space a space bedroom and he had a Reach to the Sky. That guy. And a he, Buzz Lightyear. Space and Ranger. Catherine saved up her money and we, when we went to Disneyland she wanted a Jesse doll so bad. And she got one. And she was nine years old yeah. and she spent her whole wad almost on this Jesse doll. Yeah. She had saved all her pennies and quarters and nickels. Yahoo, and cowboy! And so each of my kids had a special character from Yeah. From and Toy so Story. the ending scene, we won't say what it was, but but uh, <clears throat> we both go called. see Toy Story. I don't think Toy Story. That's about the podiatrist's son that has a problem with his foot. Oh. I'm go to Toy Story. I That's you much said better. Tolstoy, the the Russian <laughs> author. No, no, no. I think he's dead. Well, that's nice. That's that's good. <laughs> I guess. Anyway, no, he no. See his grave. <laughs> I don't know what that came out. Anyway, we went and saw. Okay, on our anniversary, we went out for Chinese food, which was just fantastic. Oh, and they made this special because my because you. You had made. I know the people that own the restaurant. We do. Yeah, We've known them for we twenty-four sang years. At their daughter's twenty-first birthday, we yes. we got married just six months apart. Um, not us, but that couple was six months before us, and then we had kids about the same time. You're going on. So anyway, um, you sang, we ate food. We yeah, you sang at her yeah her twenty-first and you birthday, ate this special and dish. We had this special dish with this square noodles. I don't know how to describe them, but they're like well, you can't describe them over your over, like visually. She's showing me her hands in a square. Everybody, like she's she's got her hands in a square. One and a half inch square noodles. Okay, 
and they've got chicken and bean sprouts, mm. and I've never had anything like them. They're so good. They're like right. these eggs. But they don't have them on the menu. They're not on the menu, and so, so we special ordered Rick them. Rick specially asked if they could make those for And so we had a wonderful lunch together, mm-hmm. and then we drove over to the theater. And watched a movie, and then we went to Walmart. Okay, no, I have to tell you, though, yeah, we, everybody goes to Walmart in Aberdeen on their anniversary, or on anything in particular. You just go to Walmart. That's well, what we, you do. We have company this whole week. Yes. So friends from Denver today, and then we have friends from California coming tomorrow. Yeah. And um, so we had to make sure we had some food. So, milk, okay, so milk. we're at the movie. Yeah. And oh, we're still at the we're movie. Still at the I movie. thought we were at Walmart. We're watching the movie. It's great. <laughs> it goes so fast. It's, every line is fantastic. I'm laughing. I'm just really enjoying it. It gets to the end, and all of a sudden, they just pull the heartstrings out from underneath me. And I I'm know. like, oh, no. And they use every trick in the book. And, and I start to, you know, first I didn't notice I was crying until all of a sudden there's this big stream going down my cheek. And then I'm thinking, I'm in the theater with a bunch of moms and their little kids and my wife. Yeah. And they're going to see me cry. I don't think you've cried like that in a movie since Passion of the Christ. <laughs> this is toys. <laughs> this is well, toys, it was very emotional. Yeah, and and so then then I find myself thinking, this is just a movie. This is just because that's how I convince myself not to get too emotional when I'm watching entertainment. Uh-huh. And then all of a sudden, I get so worked up that I'm going to sob. And I got to go, no, I can't sob. I won't let Amy see me sob. <laughs> so I'm reaching up, trying to take the tears up because I know the lights are going to come up in a moment. And you see me doing And she's the same thing. So <laughs> I had her. And I, and I almost used the salty napkin from our popcorn to wipe my eyes. because I, I did. That. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's only Our eyes are stinging. <laughs> so I was so glad that somebody at Pixar knew what they were doing because just about the time I'm bawling like a baby and you are too. And we're just, you know, it's really sentimental. It's very good. And, yeah. and then all of a sudden I'm thinking they're going to turn the lights up and everybody's going to see this 44-year-old guy crying his eyes out at a, a kid's show. Yeah. And, but they were really, they were really cool yeah. because what they did is they played all these – stay, by the way, for the credits. Yeah. Because they do the funniest bits during the credits, mm-hmm. and so you get to laugh, and that w- that makes it so you're not going to choke. Kind of like the blooper kind of thing, right? Like a blooper reel, yeah. And and it made me so that I yeah. wasn't sobbing by the time we left the movie. Yeah, if they would have left it at the end, just like that, and raised the lights, people would have got a treat. Yeah, I would have looked like an idiot. Kind of like up. Yeah, yeah. Up was Everybody, a good one, but I, I yeah. was bawling it up. You still haven't watched? No, it. I haven't watched the whole thing. No. Because you're like scared. I don't want. Cry. No, I'm not scared. Yes, I'm going to cry. No, it's, here's my theory. Here's my theory. Okay. Why put yourself through something that you know is going to make you emotional? Please. If I would have known Toy Story would have done that at the end, you I would have been. I would not. Well, I could probably. Well, maybe. Like such... I wouldn't go see Marley and Me. No, I absolutely not. No, Ain't going to see the don't movie. Go see no it way. Because I'm Catherine just. Catherine and I bald. I like. I love my pets way too much. We, I will, we no. cried a lot harder at Marley and Me than we did Toy Story. So I'm not ever seeing that movie. No way. Yeah, you'll have to edit it for me. Just take out the parts where the dog dies. <laughs> it goes on and on. And <laughs> it's just like I can't believe how long it took for that dog to die. They're standing there. Uh, never mind. I probably should. Oh, gee, that. I don't even want it. I don't <laughs> even want to know. Well, I just ruined it for anyone wanting. Okay, to suffice it to say, we enjoyed the movie, and then we took a picture of us with our 3D glasses on, and uh-huh. and then we um, went to Walmart. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For our anniversary. And then we came home. And, and then we talked to a lot of people in Walmart. That that usually happens when we go to Walmart. Yeah. We see everybody. Yeah. Well, it's, it's Aberdeen. Yeah. You know. Sometimes we actually try to go to Walmart like at 10 o'clock at night. If you really want to get in and out of there. Yeah. 
There's less people sometimes. Our trick is go in the back door, get what you need quickly on the list, and get out as fast as you can if you don't want to stay there for a long time. But we usually end up staying there a long time. Uh, I know. I'm so tempted to go in the back by the pet section and make um, tags for the animals because it's just a cool machine. You get to watch it engrave and everything. Have you ever seen that there? Yeah. Do they have those at your Walmarts? Oh, it's awesome. You put in like your three or four dollars and it and it Kurt comes and down. Don't have animals. It, it goes like that. Yeah. And this little spike goes onto the dog tag. Literally a dog tag. Yeah. And it goes right in front of you. Actually like that. And then it blows Andrew. off. Andrew's made some there. He wouldn't like it if you told him that. And then all of a sudden and, and then all of a sudden it goes clink 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 and it comes out and there's your little tag and you can put whatever you want on there. Yeah. I'm always tempted to play with that. I think we made one for Tess. It was a shape of a doggy bone one time, but she lost it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, okay that's so good. We've I really rambled on quite a bit on that. Yeah. At, at our, our house. house. <laughs> and until today and we're gonna talk about that now. Okay. So sometime. So um yeah. we'll be right back after this message from a really cool friend of ours. Okay. Okay. Hello, my name is Meds. And I'm Kelly. And we are the presenters of Waffle On Podcast. Now, once you've finished listening to the brilliant Taking With You podcast... What in the wide world of sports is that? It's a podcast that's spiritual, but not religious, and all about Rick's geeky life. What? Does he like geeky TV? Indeed he does. What? Like TV we like from 1960 to 1999? Indeed, and that's why he listens to us. That's what we're about. We do British TV broadcast between 1960 to 1999. So come and find us. You can find us at Podbean, just type in Waffle on Podcast or iTunes. We'd be honoured if you'd join us. Thank you. Well, it's time once again for Words of Wisdom here on Take Him With You. Today, my friend Curtis is here, Curtis Klinger, and uh, he's going to do the reading with me today. Amy's taking a little break, and she'll be back here in a moment to help interview Curtis. So here we go. Genesis 43, uh, verse 29. Then Joseph picked out his brother Benjamin, his own mother's son. He asked, And is this your youngest brother that you told me about? Then he said, God be gracious to you, my son. Deeply moved on seeing his brother and about to burst into tears, Joseph hurried out into another room and had a good cry. Then he washed his face, got a grip on himself and said, Let's eat. Joseph was served at his private table, the brothers off by themselves and the Egyptians off by themselves. Egyptians won't eat at the same table with Hebrews. It's repulsive to them. The brothers were seated facing Joseph, arranged in order of their age, from the oldest to the youngest. They looked at one another wide-eyed, wondering what would happen next. When the brothers' plates were served from Joseph's table, Benjamin's plate came piled high, far more than his brother's, And so the brothers feasted with Joseph, drinking freely. Chapter 44 Chapter 44 Joseph ordered his house steward, Fill the men's bags with food, all they can carry, and replace each one's money at the top of the bag. Then put my chalice, my silver chalice, in the top of the bag of the youngest, along with the money for his food. He did as Joseph ordered. At the break of the day, the men were sent off with their donkeys, They were barely out of the city when Joseph said to the house steward, Run after them. When you catch up with them, say, Why did you pay me back evil for good? This is the chalice my master drinks from. He also uses it for divination. This is outrageous. 
He caught up with them and repeated all this word for word. They said, What is my master talking about? We would never do anything like that. Why, the money we found in our bags earlier, we brought back all the way from Canaan. Do you think we'd turn right around and steal it back from your master? If that chalice is found on any of us, he'll die, and the rest of us will be your master's slaves. The steward said, Very well then, but we won't go that far. Whoever is found with the chalice will be my slave. The rest of you can go free. Dum-dum-dum-dum! Now you want to know what happens, don't you? Don't you? Well, that's your uh, words of wisdom right here on Take Him With You out of Genesis. Thank you, Curtis, for uh, reading along with me there. Well, it was uh, inspiring. Did not that not take us back many years? Oh, that took us back. Many, uh, many years. Many, many years. <laughs> we'll tell that story in a little bit. Yeah, back when we didn't have gray hair. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> Who's talking gray hair? I know. I know. I understand. You have six of them. Yeah. I Well, the problem is if I don't shave my beard, I'm fine. But when I shave it, then it comes back in gray. And that's the problem. My, my blonde hair hides the gray. It is there, but it's not as prevalent as my mustache. Yeah. Well, anyway, <laughs> enough about our gray hairs. We'll be back in just one moment. Stick around. The Treks in Sci-Fi Podcast. Stand by to receive our transmission. Sci-fi entertainment news and commentary. I am Locutus, a Borg. Star Trek episode analysis. Captain of the USS Enterprise. Pokey religions and ancient weapons. Collectibles, toy, and prop reviews. I am to misbehave. The weekly Treks in Sci-Fi podcast with your host Rico at treksinsci-fi.com. Well, it's time once again for Food for Thought. Today, a very special guest, Stick Around. I say stick around a lot. Well, it's actually kind of a warm day here in the Moyer household, and it's really rare for around here. We actually see sunshine, and uh, Amy just put her water down on the floor for a minute, and uh, all of a sudden we hear these, this sound of ice cubes, and Tess found it found it, and actually took a drink. Mm-hmm. Uh, isn't that nice? Well, you know, we believe in sharing here, but I think I'm going to let her have the rest. You have to speak up if you're ready to hear you. I don't want to have doggy water. So she can have the rest of my water. Yeah, that's one thing. You know, I've taught her how to eat off a fork and not touch the fork. Yeah, she can do that very well. Yeah, and then I'll go ahead and use the fork still. That's but if she touches disgusting. it, ah, yeah. just not into it's it. It's kind of gross, though. Yeah. 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 Just kind of tastes like dog food then. Yeah, well, why don't we talk about our guests that's here? <laughs> Instead of our dog drinking yeah. out of our water. Mm-hmm. Well, with us in the studios today happens to be a longtime friend, almost, well, for over half my life, you've been my friend. Did you know that? You're kidding. No. Well, it, yes, let's look. True. It is true. Yes, it is. Um, anyway, Curtis Klinger is my wonderful friend. He now uh, used to work with me way back when in radio, mm-hmm. as we mentioned a little bit before in the podcast. Uh, we worked together at uh, a Christian radio station called KGHO. 
AM you know, and FM. That's right. 95.3 and... 104.7. No, that was KDUX. Was that KDUX? What yes. Is, what, what, what was the, the AM one? Um, 1490. Yes, 1490, KGHO. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So anyway, that we work together a lot. And we laugh together a lot. And we created funny commercials in Radio Stuntman. Oh, Radio that, Stuntman. Remember that? Yeah. Radio Stuntman. Yes, I remember him. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, we lighting firecrackers in the park, or no, uh, spin, uh, what are those things that spin when you ground light blooms? Them? Ground blooms. Yes, in, in the, the parking, parking lot. lot with stereo microphones. That was very fun. <laughs> I remember when Radio Stuntman surfed a tsunami. That's right. Oh yeah. And oh, there's he, a lot of hope. There's something he did with the Alaskan Pipeway Can you, or Pipeline. Oh, yeah. my favorite was wrestling the Crosstown Bus. That was fantastic. Oh, that was my favorite. That, oh, remember the interview with Radio Stuntman's mom? That was hilarious. That was hilarious. Mm. Yeah, you remember Radio Stuntman's mother? She sounded like this. Yeah, she had a British accent yeah. for some reason. <laughs> for some reason. We don't, we don't know exactly at all why that was. <laughs> anyway, this is all inside jokes, and you have no idea what we're talking about. And I and I do have some Radio Stuntman somewhere, but I don't I don't have it with me. So, But anyway, all that to say this. We've been friends for a long, long time. And when uh, Curtis moved away, I was a very sad man because I lost... A friend. I mean, and we can write back and forth. We can call. And, you know, internet was just kind of getting off the ground about that time. That's how old I am. Um, and so email really wasn't, it was kind of new. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And so, but here was the cool part. It wasn't a few years later that we got back in contact with each other. And we, you know, we'll go like a year without talking and then we'll start talking again. It's like we never left oh, off. Yeah. It's, yeah, we just pick right back up where we left off. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So in that time, though, lots has happened. Not only have we grown older, which is a good thing. It's not a bad thing. Uh, but we've also had all sorts of life experiences. And uh, I went on to be a pastor instead of a radio station manager and uh, and created more music. And we, we always used to create music and talk about music. And, and uh, uh, Cur- Curtis, you always liked my music, so I was always encouraged by you when you would listen to my stuff. But uh, as time went on, I really took that and developed that into some other things, and now I'm doing a completely different career as a result of those kind of things. But you, my friend, went on to do some pretty amazing things. You've always been a real storyteller. Well, that's... Uh, I took after uh, you know our oldest brother... You know, <laughs> that guy, that guy, that guy, you know, because well, he used to take a crowd around him and he'd always tell stories. So I absolutely thought that must there must be something about storytelling that touches a heart. Well, as we were talking out on our deck today before we recorded, who doesn't like a good story? Exactly. Everybody likes stories. I mean, you look at our entertainment in- industry today. What is it? It's telling stories, mm-hmm. TV, movies, podcasts. And in, in fact, if I if I think about it, the best preachers and the ultimate the ultimate entertainers are storytellers. Exactly. Even a good director of a movie, if mm-hmm. they take somebody else's work, they tell a story with it, so on and so forth. And even in music, it, the good music is the music that tells a story. Yeah, just like the music we were listening to of yours just a little while right. ago that that we put behind oh. that pyramid thing. Yeah. Oh yeah, that I mean, you can it just tells the story standing alone. Yeah. And it, it brings an atmosphere and a thing to it, and it's very fun. So, so it, I remember many times, Curtis, we would go out and we, I'd, I'd have iced tea and you'd have coffee, and and we would just have these fascinating talks about the Bible because you're a, a fellow Christian believer, and we would talk about the Bible and we would talk about the mysteries of the Bible. 
Unlike the Holy Grail. <laughs> right. <laughs> the Holy Grail. Where are you? Run searching? away, run away. <laughs> what is your quest? I search for the Holy Grail. Come yes. on, Bridgekeeper. I'm not afraid. Okay, anyway. Oh, don't let us get African into Monty Python. <laughs> yeah, African or European? I don't know. Ah! Well, what is the... Never mind the velocity of a uh, Barn wing swallow, no. African or European? All right, all right, all right. All right. It's no, not right. a matter where he, Not a matter of weight ratio. It's where he grips it. No, no, it's not a matter of where he grips it. It's a matter of weight ratio. There, I got it. Okay. Oh, don't get us started on that. But anyway, we would go out and we would talk. Um, we Not only would we pray together and talk about what the Bible said, but... We would talk about some of the unanswered questions that we had about the Bible. And I'll, I'll never forget um, sitting at Denny's one time, and you probably, I don't know if you remember this meeting or not, but um, we were talking about some of the things they had found in the pyramids, um, like the, the little plane, the, the object that looked like a bird, but when you looked at it, it was aerodynamic and you pro- it was like a glider. And then we talked, uh, we talked about batteries and how ancient batteries had been discovered. And then we philosophized on. What it would have? What kind of? What kind of technological advances did the human race have before the flood? Mm-hmm. And if they did have these, you know, electronics and 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 advanced type of technology, would it have been destroyed in a catastrophic flood that hit the earth? And and what would what would stay behind? What would remain from that? And would we know what we got and what we didn't get? And would there only be stories left over of it? You know, or or little glimpses of it, and you perked my curiosity on. Instead of looking at the Bible as a book of rules, it it became mysterious and cool to kind of dig in and see what other people had to say in the Bible about technology and relevant life. Mm-hmm. And I always thought that was fascinating about you, and you really got me into that. So thank you. Well, thank you. You know, and after all, the only thing that did survive the flood was the only thing that could float. That's exactly right. Uh, yeah, so there you go. Simple piece of wood. Exactly. Kind of interesting, huh? Mm-hmm. Yeah. My, my wife is sitting here. You are the co-host, you know, but you're you're not well, in front of the I'm microphone. Just, you know, I'm just kind of being mellow. Yes. Well, the and cool I... part is, this is really cool. Not only did you um, go on and and raise a family, and you were you're located now in the Denver area, correct? Correct. Yeah. Okay. And so we have talked back and forth many times over the years and shared different projects that we worked on you sent me some as technology advanced you sent video clips yeah we we've seen video clips we've we've uh, listened to each other's sermons and podcast stuff and music and different things and one day i got a package in the mail and in it was something quite amazing you wrote a book yeah, my first novel. That well, is, actually, not my first novel. No, my first you've finished novel. novel. I was just going to say, you've written. <laughs> uh, ever since I've known you, you're a writer, and you've had ideas and stories a in your head. and an actor. And an actor, yes. And, mm-hmm. I mean, you're, you're the kind of guy that, um, well, your last sermon that you preached wasn't really your sermon, was it? Well, actually, no. I just, uh, uh, I don't know, how would you say it? I just simply stole the part. <laughs> <laughs> no, you brought it. To, you interpreted it and brought it to life. You well, actually dressed up like the Apostle Peter from the Bible. I've always wanted to do Peter. See, I've done John, but I always wanted to do Peter because I just he to me he seemed like a big man. Mm-hmm. You know, just kind of a you know I couldn't do kind Paul. Of a rough and tumble. Yeah, Peter always seemed kind of like a a diamond in the rough. Exactly. Yes. Very good way to put it. Mm-hmm. Yes, and or, he, mm-hmm. and you actually dressed up like him, and and you quoted. Yeah, I preached the second chapter of Acts. The second chapter of Acts without, um, 
without commentary. You just did it like Peter would have done it. Yeah, I just verbatim straight memorized the uh, second chapter of Acts, his sermon there. And so what were people's reactions to that? How did you do that? <laughs> <laughs> um, some people don't realize that people can memorize things. Well, well, it's just like a script. It is. You can memorize a script. You can memorize the Bible. Oh, yeah. Probably even easier because mm-hmm. you got somebody else on your side on that situation. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, you know, I remember um, seeing people come in and like do a whole book of James mm-hmm. and just verbatim. And some of them were really good and some of them weren't so good. But you're the type of guy, when I listen to your stuff, it, it just comes. I mean, you've, you heard Curtis read the Bible on our podcast here and you, you can see how he's animated. And this is a really cool thing because not only do you do that, but when you preach or when you, when you write, you are telling a story. And you made a, a little bit of, of a, uh, you alluded to the fact that you, you know something, you just do it like your big brother does it. And if people didn't catch what you were talking about, you were talking about Jesus who, exactly. when he spoke to people, mm-hmm. communicated to them in the language of stories. Mm-hmm. Exactly. You listen to the Gospels. You, I say you listen to the Gospels right. because I do. I listen right. to the Gospels. I, I read them out loud a lot of times because right. that's the best way to hear the Word of God I, is I to read it. Yeah. And yeah, you listen to what Jesus said, and it's story after, after story. story after story. And and I think we all can relate with that. Mm-hmm. Again, you think back to the culture they were in. They didn't have movie theaters. They didn't. Nope. And they didn't have oh, radio. They and didn't? they and no, they didn't. Oh. And no satellites. Well, why didn't I know this? Yeah. Well, not back then. They didn't. Oh, we would have right. known if they had radio and stuff. Anyway. Oh, we're not talking. Like, oh, no, 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 we're, we're talking about Jesus way, time. Yeah, yeah, right, right, right. Okay, never mind. <laughs> we can get going on this. But anyway, um, um, Jesus did a wonderful thing by totally relating to the culture. Crowds of people would come to hear him speak. Not, And you know what? They did that because he was fascinating and he related to their everyday life. And that's exactly um, how you, that's kind of your thing. And that's kind of my thing too. If you've ever listened to me preach mm-hmm. and talk, I always tell a relevant story that goes along with the scriptures that we're reading because I believe that is that is the way to a person's heart to really have them connect is to have that moment in time where you say, I can relate to that. I, or I want to see what happens. What happens in that story? We've been reading the story of Joseph throughout the podcast now for weeks and people are all so excited. They want to see what happens next. Of course, we tell them we can, they can cheat and actually read you know, the rest <laughs> you of it. You can read ahead. If yeah, you, you can read ahead if you want to. But everybody loves a good story. And so um, I'm going to let my wife, because she is the book aficionado. aficionado how do you aficionado. say it? Thank you. In our household. She always has a book in her face. <laughs> I listen to things and read on the internet and, and make podcasts. And she, on the other hand, reads till she... I'm a bookie geek. My, see, and I, I do have, I actually have a little plan here. I, I encourage her to read so that when I come to bed and she's reading, I can put my iPod on and listen to something and I make her play with my hair because she has the book out and she's, she's got a light on. And then if she has the light on, she's awake and she can play with my hair while I fall asleep. So this is why I like the fact that she reads books. Okay. Did you know that? No. Yeah, see, I just I gave away my secret. So I thought it would be really interesting, um, Curtis, if... Um, Amy asked you a little bit about what your book, you know, interviewed you a little bit on that, how you came up with the ideas for things. And then I don't know if you were up for this, but I think it'd be really cool if you maybe read a paragraph out of your book to us, the author's own voice, and you pick whichever paragraph you think wouldn't spoil it. 
Um, but I think it'd be really interesting to hear because people listening to our podcast could actually order the book and read okay. it for themselves. And we even talked today about maybe doing a project where we get your book on audio, which would be, I know that's premature to talk about, but It'd be a lot of fun. Wouldn't that it's a be goal. cool? It's a vision. It's yeah, a hope. and I would, you know, I just yeah. offered to you that I'd love to help you with the uh, intros and the, mu- you know, music interludes and stuff like that. You, you have to be, the, you have such a great voice. You have to be the man that reads your own work because it just would come alive that way. So, so I'm going to get out of my chair because I'm in in a, yeah, I'm. I don't have to explain that to you. Chairs. I'm not going to explain that to you. Well, let me think. What? what I want to read. Yeah, that, you're gonna have to no, figure that out. The heart. Okay, no, there you go, dear. Really, you know what? You just about ruined your whole keyboard. Oh, yeah. We're still on. We're still on. We're still rolling. We're rolling. We can edit, you know. Oh, here's the headphones. I'm going to go this way. Mm -hmm. All right. Okay. All right. Got it? Okay. Look at that. See, I put them on the side. This is a good thing. Okay, dear. Keep talking. There's people listening. Okay. Well. Is that up to your face there? (laughs) You just shoved the microphone screen into my face. How's that? I think that's fine. Can you hear me okay? Sure. I can hear you fine. All right. But I've got headphones on. Yeah. yeah that's true. As long as I don't set on the headphone cable, I won't sprain my ear, too. Okay. <laughs> so, Amy, you picked up the book, and tell us a little bit about the very beginning and what you thought it was going to be like. Well, I don't want to give away too much well, of the mean, book. You but the title. The, the title of the book is Dean Ransom Restored. And I heard a rumor that there's going to be sequel that you're working on the sequel i'm working on a sequel sequel (laughs) is in writing well you can follow it on facebook if you go to dean ransom dean Dean ransom restored on facebook you can Mm. follow as i'm creating the second book we'll put it on our links so when you go to our podcast notes you can click on that and go be his friend that, or you can even just visit the Dean Ransom Restored website, deanransom.com. Oh, that works. Mm, okay. Or, yeah, there's lots of ways to find it. Well, I was kind of curious because when I first started reading the book, and my daughter's read through most of it now, um, I thought, oh, this is kind of a cute book. It, you know, I, I thought, I'm, I'm really digging this. It seems like maybe it might be a, like a Hardy Boys mystery or something because the I don't think I'm giving away too much, but the three main characters are kids right out of high school, and and you know they're on little adventures and f- kind of solving mysteries. And then I can't give away too much, but it's a lot more than that. And it kind of. Well, I think you got the Hardy Boys feel for it because when I was growing up, Hardy Boys books were a staple of my life. Ah, they were and, very young and so life. were they yeah. Loved they, them. Oh yeah. yeah, I I was a. a and even we just uh, a few weeks ago in a used bookstore picked up oh. two almost brand new. Oh, wow. If, if I knew, I just gave away three Hardy Boys books <laughs> well, <laughs> I, I, to another homeschool family that my boys were done with them. So I thought we should pass them down. But, um, but anyway, those it, it started out with that kind of small town feel and then. You get into it a little bit, and it explodes into a much broader thing. They weren't in Mayberry anymore. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it really, yes. it really mm-hmm. goes to deep roots, and I, I, I don't want to spoil it. So, anyway, what, what kind of was your inspiration? I, I can I say that it was kind of turned into a 
what we like to call science fiction with a twist of faith. I would say, well, I called it, I had to, when I, obviously when the uh, publisher it. needed a genre for it, I said, well, yeah, mm. <laughs> 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 because it's, it's a little bit of science fiction. It's a little bit of adventure. Uh-huh. There's a touch of romance through it. Yeah. And uh, it's geared towards youth, yet I've had a huge reading of it from people in their 80s and 90s that loved it well, because it yeah. touches their age group They're, as well. Yeah. Well, and you had characters in there past 100. Well, yeah. I mean, I mean, you had some older characters. And, you know, the main characters are, you know, in their prime of life and full of adventure and... And yet, you, I felt um, you did a good job describing the parents and the grandparents of these characters. And, and you really, really got the feel for multiple generations. And it, it, was, it was a lot of fun reading it. And I kind of didn't want it to finish. Well, that's what I've heard from <laughs> other people. They didn't want it to finish, so I, I really initially didn't anticipate or plan on necessarily writing a sequel. But after I had so many people say, well, what's going to happen next to him? I go, <laughs> I know. Well, <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, it's, it's kind of like the end of Star Wars 1 and 2. You kind of feel like a new beginning was at the end. Does that make sense? Well, and when I wrote it, my first ending didn't have that to it. Mm-hmm. My first ending was just, it was over. But then when I started thinking about it, I didn't like that ending. And so mm-hmm. I wrote a whole new ending, which left a hook at the end for a possibility of a sequel, mm-hmm. just in case. Mm-hmm. Okay, so describe to us a little bit about the book and what your motivation behind it was. Well, <clears throat> when I was growing up, I grew up in a, uh, spent a lot of time in a small town in South Dakota. Mm-hmm. And it was, I mean, the population was about eight. don't blink in other words when you're driving through well you couldn't blink when you drove through or else you would miss the entire (laughs) (laughs) from border to border it was it was set in a square with eight with streets running north and south and east and west and there was Mm -hmm. only a handful of streets in both directions all dusty dark roads and Mm -hmm. but um my grandmother at the top of her stairs now these the stairwell was narrow the stairs were about 10 or 12 inches tall and only about 4 inches deep. Hmm. They, it was an old house with this old stairwell to the second floor. And that's where the bedroom was. But at the top of the stairs, at, there was a, uh, what you call a couch table. A table that would fit behind a couch. Mm-hmm. A narrow, narrow table that was tall and wide, but narrow. But underneath that table sat this old grisaille portrait of a lion. Hmm. in a black frame and it's on the cover of the book and it's on the back cover of the uh first edition book mm-hmm. and i would sit at the top of that stair when i was a kid and i would dream about that lion and that portrait i'd pretend like i would when i'd go back out on the streets i was an adventurer and the lion was my my prey or he was my best friend, and we went on adventures together on that Midwest town, dusty, dark, dusty kind of streets. Like Aslan from Chronicles uh, of Darkness, maybe. But he was more of a uh, either a my prey as I was the hunter, or he was my guardian friend. You know, because uh-huh. as a child, you know, you, 
what other great friend could you have other than a yeah. pet lion? I mean, the ultimate. Yeah. 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 Both Rick and I grew up in the country, so we we understand the need of our imaginations to keep us company. Except that my companion was a, a mutt dog named Rotar. He Rotar. was a space dog. He was a space dog. Yeah. But that's just me. I'm space. Anyway. Go yeah. Ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, anyway. Well, that's, that, that portrait, when my uh, grandmother moved out of her house, became mine. Mm-hmm. Because I just no one else wanted it for one thing. It's who wants that ugly old lion picture? It's just ugh. I loved it, mm-hmm. so I took it, and uh, that was the actual inspiration for the book. Oh wow! I mean, I've, I've uh, like I said, this wasn't my. It first definitely n- came throughout the book. Um, well, yeah, the, the it was. Lion, it had a very but... significant role mm-hmm. in the. And when I, I'll tell a secret. When I was writing the story, I had no idea what was going to happen. I would just write a little bit and see what happened next, and write a little. And like I mentioned earlier, I'd come down some mornings because I usually write in the morning, and I'd come down some mornings, and like one morning I came down just crying because I'd killed a character. Uh. <laughs> I, well, okay, so explain a little bit because I know some authors will have the entire thing outlined, and and uh, they know what's going to happen. Then other authors will just go with what they feel at the time, which is what you're saying. How? Where do you get your creativeness from? I mean, how do you do that? How do you... Um, what's the motivation for your creative creativity? Well, I know what answer you're looking for. No, it doesn't have to be that. <laughs> are we in Sunday school so every child's supposed to raise their hand and say Jesus? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Jesus is it. Yeah, no, no. Well, the inspiration... I really don't know how to answer that in a way that's clear because I can answer it, but it would be really complex and befuddled and it wouldn't make sense after a while. (laughs) (laughs) It would go on so many rabbit trails that you would get just sore feet. You mean like our podcast? (laughs) Our podcast, that's right. We'll just call it the uh, take randomness with you. (laughs) Yeah. Good thing this is the six hour long (laughs) podcast. That's right. (laughs) No, okay. So let me simplify that then. Let me ask this. How do you go about creating your writing? A What's moment, the process? The, the process is a moment at a time. Like, uh, I'll write a little bit, and I write in the mornings. That's when inspiration is strongest for me, when my mm-hmm. imagination is just totally alive and on fire. Some mornings I might only write a sentence or two. Other mornings I might write a page or two. But I never know what's going to happen. Even as I'm writing this morning when I was writing more on the sequel, I had no idea what was going to happen. Mm-hmm. Now, I'd gotten him stuck in a situation, and I had to, of course, I have a goal for him mm-hmm. because I've written pieces that are, even when I wrote the first book, I wrote pieces of it that were way, uh, way out somewhere that I might use mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that I didn't know where I'd fit him in, but I wanted to fit him in. It was a piece of an inspiration that I, a conversation that he had, for instance, with a one of the characters, uh, Dean Ransom, the primary character, had a conversation with Lewis Shakespeare on a beach. Mm-hmm. I had that conversation with him way before he ever met Lewis Shakespeare. I knew he was going to meet this character. And I had him had this conversation. Then there was another conversation that he had with his father. And I had no idea. I wrote the whole conversation where his father was telling him that he had an audacious heart, that he needed to be alive as a young man. But I had no idea where I'd fit that in. So as I was writing, all of a sudden one day I came to a point where I went, ah, 
I had that awe moment mm -hmm. where all of a sudden it fell right into place. And well, as, as a Christian, we understand that, that that's just the Holy Spirit already having put it in your place where it needed to be. But for me as a writer, it was the awe moment of, I writ, I writ this piece. <laughs> I writ this piece. I writ this piece down <laughs> south that day. <laughs> I love the word writ. It's past tense, I wrote. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait a minute. Is there a past tense? Never mind. Anyway, <clears throat> okay, yeah. rabbit trail. <clears throat> but uh, I had, it's just so much fun mm -hmm. to take a character on an adventure and 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 be able to, I, I know how each of my characters, if I were to embrace them, I know how each of them feels. The That's smell right. of their hair, right. the sound of their breath. And... So as I would write them, I, I, I could follow them. And yeah, there were these pieces I'd written out there, and who knows if I would ever get to them. There were some pieces that I wrote out there that are still in my notebook right. that I hope that maybe they'll come in the second book. Maybe they won't. But they're there yet. So it's almost like you are, there's a, a puzzle that you're putting together, and sometimes you'll get a piece that goes over in the corner, but it's not time to put it there yet. Correct. Yeah, and then as as God leads you, then you... And however you're feeling that day, you start to put that puzzle together. And so you're searching for the, that next puzzle piece that goes in. Yeah, sometimes that's how it works. And then I, I had a question. Do you, you mentioned a notebook, and this is something I've been thinking all along. Do you write on paper, or do you use a word processor for your primary? Both. Both. I, have a, I, I love to write longhand just because I believe it's a dying art. It is. I journal in longhand. But a lot of my, like when I'm traveling, mm -hmm. I don't, it's hard to sit and type for me when I'm sitting in an airport or mm -hmm. waiting someplace. So you write it. So I'll write it in my, in my notebook. And as I'm writing, I'll, yeah, then I go and transcribe it into a word processor because, you know, let's face it, in this day and age, if you want to submit something, you have to have it typed. Electronic. And electronic. Probably. Right. And I can usually, I can actually type faster than I can talk or write but it's it's good to stop and mm -hmm. reflect as i'm writing because that gives me that like when i wrote a scene with dean and lewis shakespeare i wrote that all longhand because I, I was feeling it i was feeling the ocean i was feeling i was smelling the smell of the sea feeling the ha the, so the sand in my feet and so i was writing that longhand as i was feeling it sitting on a on a driftwood log feeling the driftwood log i was writing all that longhand and then i was mm -hmm. then when i got when i found a place to put it bam it was done and i could instantly put it in the book i think i know this scene because cheryl was there too but yes. i won't say where there was yeah cheryl was with them <laughs> but when i wrote the scene to begin with it was only dean and lewis yeah and i already knew the character's name of mm -hmm. lewis shakespeare but i did not have cheryl in the scene at the time and then, then he talked to Cheryl. By exactly. Lewis talked to Cheryl, too. Yes. Lewis and I won't, spoil this I won't say on, what guys. they said or where they said it. <laughs> <laughs> but the hint is that it was obviously near an ocean on a sandy beach mm -hmm. with driftwood. And it, and it was kind of a pivotal point. Okay. Okay. That's Don't all go any more on that. Yeah. So anyway, yeah. Well, I'm excited, very excited that you are writing another one because... Like I said before, I'm a real bookie. I love a book in my hand. And um, I know sometimes people talk about 
I do listen to audiobooks and I enjoy audiobooks. Mm-hmm. I don't really see myself getting into the electronic book where you read on screen because I have to read on screen all day for work. And if I want to read for enjoyment, I want to. I need paper too. I yeah, mean, you'd, I want to. You should see our book. library. Our library takes up a whole wall in one of our rooms, and, yeah. and then we have boxes of books too. <laughs> I I just gave away five boxes of books, and I put as many into storage. Who was it that we were talking to that they they run into the library and go, "Do you smell that? Who is that?" Oh, it was. It's the smell of books. Yeah, the smell of book paper. Yeah. The feel yeah. of book paper. There's something about the ink and the paper that, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah a book isn't a book if it's on a screen to me mm-hmm. either. I needed a tactile thing. And now you guys are showing your age. Yes. Well, and, and I told... No, I, and I'm not being... Yeah. Oh, I just called my wife old. I told, I told Kurt, don't, <laughs> don't feel bad that his book is so dog-eared because my favorite Bible is held together with duct tape. So that means it's... A book that I like a lot if it's kind of um, crumpled. Yes. <laughs> well, okay. I'm honored then that this book is totally it's crumpled. Used, <laughs> yes. Um, Actually, I need to send you the new second version of it because okay. obviously it has the no cover. Well, you know what well, we'll do? So. We'll do a contest right now. Uh oh. Okay. We got to figure out what the contest will be. Dum 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 dum. Well, let me see. How about the. Um, who, how can we do this? Let's give away a copy of, of his book. Okay. Take him with you. will give away a copy. We'll Amazon ship it right to your door. How about the first person that can email in with Curtis's full name? You had to pay attention. Yeah, they'll have to rewind. Well, I'll probably say his name again at the end. But that, okay, that's it. Okay, okay. How about this? If they send and, an email with... the name of the book. Okay, Curtis's name, the name of the book, and... You have to put in the subject line, I want, well, now that won't work because I just say it. <laughs> I'd like the book. How's that? I'd like the book in the subject line. Put uh-huh. Curtis's name. And email it to Rick. At take him with you. And please put dot in com. your, dot com, please put in your address so we won't know how to get it to you. Well, no, if they win. If they win. Then I ask for okay. their address because I don't want to really, That's people think true. we're stalking them. That's true. We don't need <laughs> everybody's. Send us your address and your social security number. And if you feel like it, their credit card number as well. No. <laughs> um, we only need your address if you win. So we'll yeah. email And we'll you. buy the book for you and we'll send it right to your door. They can do that at Amazon, right? Yeah. They can do that? Yeah. I, I think so. Yeah. I think to somebody. Yeah. We'll do yeah. that. And uh, and you can find it on Amazon.com. Just type in <clears throat> Dean Ransom. Dean Ransom restored. Just and you can that. find it on Barnes and Noble. And oh, can you find? I didn't know that. I thought it was oh, just on Amazon. Okay. No, right. it's on it's on any major Barnes books. Okay. Any electronic bookseller will sell it. In fact, I, I have even at Target. Yeah, Target. Target. my friend um, Is it on was Walmart.com. You think they do? There's sell- a Walmart.com. Yeah. Oh yeah. And they sell yeah, yeah. books. Anyway, I was going to say I was talking to my friend, and the way he is from a different country. Mm-hmm. And they don't have the same situation going on, so I had to give him your ISBN number. Is that what that is? Yes, the Library of Congress number. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then they can look it up that way too. Well, he could also go to deanransom.com. Oh, there you go. And then you can just click on the link there at deanransom.com, which brings you straight to oh, Amazon or Barnes and Noble. Okay, good. Okay. Yeah. yeah, you know, I didn't know this, but there are libraries that go by the Library of Congress number when you're looking things up. Mm-hmm. Um, at Nathan's University, that's how they look at it. And he, he was confused at first because he grew up with the Dewey Decimal System. Who's Dewey, and what is his decimal system? 
Well, there's usually a point and some numbers. Okay. Well, he's Louie's brother. Don't you remember? Huey, Dewey, and Louie? <laughs> Didn't he like gooey ducks? So Dewey ate gooey? We are so rabbit trailing. Okay, anyway. Um, okay, so the first person to email us mm-hmm. with the name of the book, and Curtis's the author's full name. name, full name, mm-hmm. and also with uh, in the in the subject line. You don't have to put the middle name because I don't know it. I want the book. Is that how I say I it? I want the book. Oh, there's the, there's the secret. There it is. Okay, well, anyway, just if you want the book, if you're the first person that emails us after you've listened to it, we'll send it to you. How's that? Yeah. Okay, so now let's get down to, let's get down to the nitty-gritty. Okay. Curtis, do you have anything that you could read to us out of your book? Yeah, that is because I, there, are so many, there are some scenes that I do not dare read aloud. That's true. Because every time I try, well, they, they might give away. They might be emotional. And that's the problem. Okay. If so, I don't want to have to, I'm, you know, it's really, I, I, I don't like to do this, but I'm going to boast. I, there are sometimes I reread this and I'll start crying. Yeah. I understand that because my mean, music is the same way. Yeah. You know how that is. Yeah. You know, you, you, you revisit a piece that you wrote and I'm not, and it, I'm not a brilliant writer, but some pieces actually turned out pretty darn good. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think I, I think I cried at one place where we thought we I don't know. We oh, thought, don't you say we it. We thought don't something you say bad it. had happened. Uh-huh. And I cried at that place. Yeah, my daughter cried at a place that she thought something okay. really bad had you happened. You know what's going to be really fun? Is that I'm going to go back and put a piece of music behind this when you're done reading. <clears throat> All right. Well, what I'm going to do... Um, I, I'm trying to put him on the spot here. I know. And I'm, I, there's a, I, I, I'm looking for where this scene begins... You sure you can't put this on pause a sec? Huh? I certainly. We could go to a commercial, a commercial break, like we have commercials. <laughs> no, no, no! Don't you an, touch a thing, an dear. Advertisement. Here. An advertisement. Yeah, <laughs> I won't let her touch the computer because I don't want to erase everything. We just. Uh, no offense. Well, you do great on the computer, dear. Uh-huh. I have. Go. I have been known to try to clean up around the computer and um, erase everything accidentally. We'll be back. Right after this. Rick, my brother, how art thou? I enjoy listening to your show very much, and Amy has become an integral part of the show, so keep up the good work, my friends. And I'm also pleased to hear that you enjoy listening to my little podcast, Appy Times, which is a short weekly review about cheap or free applications for the iPod Touch, the iPhone, or as us geeks like to call it, the iThingy. So come along and spend a few minutes with me waxing lyrical about these fantastic little applications. I can be found at appytimes.podbean.com or simply look for me in iTunes. Rick, my friend, keep up the good work. And happy times, brother. Ah, uh, yes, you want to listen to... Uh, we just, in fact, whenever we go on a road trip, I save up two or three Appy Times podcasts. And then when we go on a road trip, Andrew and I listen to the podcast and we laugh and we joke around and we we love Tim. He's so much fun. You got to listen to his program, especially if you have an iPod Touch or as we affectionately now term it, an eye thingy. So anyway, listen to his podcast. It's very fun. Okay, in the studios with us today, well, actually at our house, sitting in our living room as we're drinking various drinks here. We've got, I got Diet Pepsi. Amy, what did you have? Well, I shared ice water with Tessie. She shared an ice. Oh, that's right. You shared the water with the dog. Uh, I think Curtis has water, and uh, uh, Debbie, what do you have? 
She doesn't have anything, man. She's waiting for later when we go out for milkshakes or something fun. Oh, wait a minute. Root beer floats. RBF. RBF. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So anyway, um, Curtis, you are the author of uh, Dean Ransom Restored, a novel that you would classify as? Action adventure with a a Christian twist, a Judeo-Christian twist. Okay. All right. Okay. And you... Uh, I have asked to put you on the spot to read part of your book because now we know a little bit of the history and what you were motivated by and everything. Now we're going to hear from you, uh, just like you if you were watching a, a TV show and you got to to um, uh, enjoy the trailer for the movie or you got you got to see a little special behind-the-scenes look at the movie. We get a special little behind-the-scenes look at the actual book read by the actual author. So set us up here. Where What are we going to get and uh, then go ahead and read it to us. Well, in this scene, Dean has traveled to a place in China and met another family of overseers, as they're called. This is an ancient Chinese family. The unique thing about this family that's kind of fun is all the men are named Artie. Um, the, the, the boy that is Dean's same age is Artie the 14th. Ah, his father is already the 13th. His <laughs> grandfather is already the 12th. The 12th. And so on. <laughs> and so on. Okay. All right. And so they just had a conversation about that a little bit. But what is unique about the Chin home is it resides underneath a tree, a Mora tree. Now, the Mora tree is now extinct, except for only one. The Mora tree is the biggest tree on earth. But it is undistinguishable because it is so remote and from the air it simply looks like a mountain Mm. but the chin home resides underneath this tree and dean and artie are about to have ascended into the tree on a series of ropes that brings them rapidly to the upper elevations of the tree okay and Artie happens to have a tree house up in that area and they've been up there talking getting to know each other because they'd only just met earlier that day and so here they are up in the tree the mora tree and i won't you'll have to read the book to see how big the mora tree is okay a timeless moment passed like watching a kettle of water over a fire waiting for it to boil impetuously dean boiled over Artie, can you help me learn chinese a fire of determination burned in his eyes Without hesitation, Artie replied, I would be honored to teach you. Without a break for lunch, Dean wrestled with words and simple phrases that Artie would speak to him in Chinese. Eighty stories up, in a nest-like treehouse, two young men began a journey of friendship. Their whispers and their loud laughter was captured in the net of branches that surrounded them in this ancient and amazing world. Mora tree. Time in a Mora tree exhales. Without fanfare or warning, the sun settled on the western horizon. Like two spiders descending on their silken threads, Dean and Artie descended from the great tree. That was awesome. Well, and that's also close to the end of that particular chapter. Oh, okay. All right. Okay. So that's where I'm going to end it. Just a little short, tiny little snippet of a <laughs> sample of 
That's awesome. That's very, very cool. Well, very grateful. It's, it's, um, uh, we're going to, we've actually been spending the whole day together. And after we're done recording, we're going to go on a walk and do some other stuff and have dinner together and stuff. And, um, it is always great to catch up with good friends like you, Curtis. It's great to catch up with good friends like you. In fact, you were the very first person to review my CD, my Stargazer CD. Did you know that? No, I didn't yeah, know that. You're the first person to review it. And, uh, I listen to that almost every day. What? Well, you know why? This is really funny because I don't know if you saw on the inside of the... I noticed that yes. just a couple of weeks ago after I... Isn't that I, funny? I burned it to my computer, Sure, of sure. Then you don't, so nobody could, cares around the CD cover with them anymore, you know? No. But, well, then the other day I, I was. I was looking at that. And I, I, I was putting the CD back in it because I had put it in a little other carrier. And I was looking at the cover. and I was just kind of reading it. And all of a sudden mm-hmm. I went... What? What? <laughs> I recognize the name in there. Yes. Well, you know why? Because long ago, uh, when we were only married for about a year, Amy and I, um, and we I had a studio in a closet. I had a coat closet that I had a synthesizer and my four-track recorder that I bought for lots of money for me at that time um, from a music store up in Seattle somewhere because I didn't have anything down here. Uh, that was a cassette four-track machine. Mm-hmm. Uh, hissy and they didn't have Dolby Not, you know it was just anyway I recorded a little thing called God Space I still have you my still have tape. your oh that's funny yep I still have I should I put that on that. CD I, I, was, I was trying to put it on CD but my copy is kind of it's kind of warbly yeah it's yeah. kind of distorted now because of age I found I found the master copy of it and I, if I can I'll get it on CD and I'll send it to you but I actually it was about a half hour long and it was uh, the very first thing that I gave out to my friends when I got my new Juno One synthesizer that my wife bought me for our our engagement present. Wedding present. Wedding present. And uh, anyway, it was a Juno One Roland synthesizer. Um, and it wasn't, I mean, it was really cool for the time. It was really advanced. And I put together... a nice, rich sound, too. Yeah, it had a nice, rich sound. But I put together a four-track recording of A Journey Through Space by God. And and uh, and you were one of the first people who got a copy of it, and you loved it. Oh yeah, it begins with "In the Beginning." Yeah, God. God. Yeah, it was awesome, <laughs> and and it was like I was inspired by a a a band called Tomita, and they did a recording called "The Planets," and I loved it. But I I really wanted to put a twist of faith into it. When you know, at that age, I I had just uh, become a believer and. And things were just all kind of starting to make sense to me, and I put that together. And I always loved synthesizer music. And so when I sat down to do a project that I thought would um, have more appeal than just a certain audience, I wanted to do something because I I love to go sit out on the trampoline and look at the stars at night. And if I go to like a planetarium or a laserium, I always love sitting there and look at the stars or the displays of the Hubble telescope. Very mm-hmm. fascinated with space flight, science fiction. I love Star Trek, all that kind of stuff. And I thought, what would be an appropriate first thing to put out? And I thought, I really need to do something more elaborate than because I, I had better equipment now, better way to record. And and I I remember you saying how much you enjoyed that. And so I started working on Stargazer. And uh, it was a it was a few months of work because I had to make it quality that would be okay, you know, be acceptable, on, you know, on iTunes and all these different places. And it was a lot of work, but I thought it came out and really got it. So you were, of course, the first person I thought of that had to get a CD. <laughs> well, like you, when I received it in the mail, I went, oh, 
oh, this is awesome. <laughs> and I hardly had it. I mean, it was it was warm from the mail when it went into the CD player. <laughs> yep. You know, and the funny part was, I bet your neighbors really love you because I have some very deep bass sounding stuff on that, and I bet it shakes the house if you have it up too high. Debbie, do you get do you get a little tired of him cranking it too high? No. <laughs> well, and she usually isn't home when I. Yeah, when you really roll. let her go, yeah. yeah, yeah. Like when I want to have it to, so I can feel it. Oh, my, my family got really tired of it because I played it a lot, you know. I mean, you, you have to go, you know, how many, I mean, you, you listen to the richness of it all. Just like a, a novel, there's so many layers and time mm. into those different passages in a song, you know, when you do that same thing. There's so many tracks, so many rich things that they hear. I have to play it over and over and over, and that's exactly what... That's exactly what they get. They get to hear every individual part played over and over and over. I'm trying to remember what the one track. What's the one track that has the bells in it? Oh, that's called the aftermath. Yeah, 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 yeah. And the that's first the first time I heard that. I had the volume up a little bit loud. Yeah, yeah. It's oh. got a. Yeah, I was mm-hmm. just I was pinned in my seat. Yeah, that's that's one of actually one of my favorites off the CD, and that one was actually written as a. Um, that was supposed to be when you when there had been a big epic space battle, and and um, then you came into the aftermath of it when everything was all ruined and wrecked, and there was little bits of light, you know, uh, fires mm-hmm. and stuff in the ships and stuff, and and everything was just floating in a nebula of space, and and you came upon that scene, so it reflects that whole tragic and at the same time kind of strangely beautiful scene floating in space it's just really odd looking and it's quiet mm-hmm. but then you have all this rumbling and you know the, and the military sounds and, the, and then the bells and the yeah mm-hmm. very nautical but it's obviously space because i was doing stargazer <laughs> <laughs> man the sails we're off yeah anyway thank you so much for being on the program i hope everybody um gets your your book and reads it and uh, we'll give away one of course you know the contest I won't repeat it again. You have to go back and listen. But we'll send you one of, of Curtis's book, and you can really enjoy it yourself. And for more information, they can go to DeanRansom.com. DeanRansom.com. And if they'd like to, from there, there's lots of links on that page that are kind of hidden in the I noticed page. that. I noticed that. I remember when you sent me um, – you've heard Curtis before, actually, because he was on our Christmas special. You remember that? I was. Yeah, you had. You ready for this? I had to go to your website oh, and click. That's right. That's click right. on a secret symbol. Ah, yeah. And then I got your MP3 recording, which I put into. You actually read, was it um, Jerry Van Dyke or Dick Van Dyke? Dick Van Dyke. Uh, he had a thing that he wrote about Christmas, mm-hmm. and uh, and you read, you did a reading of that and sent that in, and I put that on our Christmas show. So, so you've yeah. heard his voice before if you've listened to the podcast in any shape, matter, or form. Well, that was on my. That wasn't on DeanRansom.com. dot com. That was on Curtis. That Clinger. Clinger dot org. Ah, see now, hint, 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 hint. and there is a there is a link on there to on deanransom.com to get to your website as yeah, well. Learn more about the author link. All right, and you're on Facebook, and I'm on Facebook. Okay, and how do people get to that? They just type in facebook.com and then Dean and Ransom then or Dean something Ra- like that. Dean Ransom restored. Oh, Dean Ransom. Okay, got to yep. spell it all the way out. Okay. Yep. Well, there is a Dean Ransom. There's like 25 guys named Dean Ransom. That's there's a lot of Rick Moyers, and I'm all their fr- I, I friended every one of them. Huh. So when they wake up in the morning, they think, I didn't post that. No, I did. <laughs> 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 I did, too. <laughs> That's funny. 
Well, anyway, thank you so much for being on the program. Well, thank you very much for uh, letting me uh, ride along. Oh, well. The most boring interview on earth. No, I think that was a lot of fun, actually, and and I think people are going to get a lot out of it. Um, Creativity is is a wonderful gift to explore, and especially I think our audience really likes stories and really likes that whole genre of things. So I think they probably really enjoy. I don't know. You have to let us know. Let us know what you thought of our interview with Curtis Klinger. Okay. All right. Send us an email. Rick at take him with you.com. That's Rick at take him with you.com. You can visit. Uh, in fact, you'll have a, you will actually get to see what Curtis looks like on my video blog today. Cause I will be posting a video blog sometime today. Uh, so just go look back through my, um, you go to youtube.com slash Rick Moyer seven, seven, seven for my daily video blog and look around. You'll, I'll have it actually in the title. It'll say Curtis Klinger on a guest or something like that. You'll find it. Okay. I haven't done it yet, but you will find it because I will do it today. And then also you can visit us on Facebook if you want to get a hold of Amy and I. And it's at Facebook.com slash Rick.Moyer or Facebook.com slash Amy.Moyer. She's not saying anything. Um, hi. <laughs> Thanks a lot. Uh, let's see. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter if you'd like, at Moyer777. And I'll be your, I'll follow you if you'll follow me. Okay, get over here and say this right. This has been a Moyer Multimedia Recorder. No, 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 no. Okay, let's try this again. Okay. Okay. Take Him With You is a production of Moyer Moyer Multimedia Multimedia, LLC. LLC. Copyright? 2010. All All rights rights reserved. reserved. All right, you ready to go on have some adventure outside yeah it's, it, there's actually some blue sky yeah we're we gonna go take go advantage of blue there. sky and grace harbor yay okay okay bye thanks bye. for thanks for listening well if you're still listening see i'm really quiet about this uh debbie pointed out that's curtis's wife that it wasn't jerry or dick van dyke it was <laughs> henry henry the not so uh famous yet very famous writer. Yeah, he wasn't. Um, he wasn't on any TV shows. <laughs> Henry Van Dyke. Just remember that. Hi, Russell. Are you like mommy? Are you doing a podcast? Podcast. Podcast. Good boy. That is pretty much the cutest thing I've ever seen. (laughs) Podcast. Anomaly. Something that deviates from what is standard, normal, or expected. An oddity. Peculiarity. Irregularity. Inconsistency. Incongruity. A rarity. I'm Jen. And I'm Angela. And we're the socially functional co-hosts of Anomaly. The podcast with a unique perspective, a female perspective on all things geek. Star Trek. Star Wars. Lord of the Rings. Buffy. Firefly. Gaming. Books. Costuming. And general geek topics. The sometimes monthly, but always entertaining, Anomaly Podcast. Anomalypodcast.com.
This is Jeff from Champ Podcast. After you finish listening to this excellent podcast, I invite you to come listen to ours. My co-host Jason and myself cover open wheel auto racing, focusing on Formula One and IndyCar. Each podcast we review the races, we talk about drivers and teams, and all the news and rumors as well. So come give us a go. We can be found at www.champpodcast.com, that's with one P, or in iTunes, search Champ Podcast. Champ Podcast, the world's fastest podcast. Hi, this is Kenny. And this is Jenny. We're the host of Knights of the Guild, the official fan podcast for the award-winning web series, The Guild. We're not like your typical fan podcasts. Both Jenny and I have worked on several seasons of The Guild and take our listeners behind the scenes to share our fun and crazy times on set. We also have exclusive interviews with cast, crew, and fans of the Guild. We keep you up to date on General Guild news and the latest happenings of our cast and crew. So please give us a listen on iTunes or at knightsoftheguild.com.